The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. I got Kevin uh, from... Is this it EcoCube? Uh, EcoCube. It is Cube. The Q's yes. throw me off. Kevin, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I'm doing well. So why is Cube spelled with a Q, first of all? <laughs> you throw me off here. <laughs> well, because uh, it's harder to protect a name with a C. Oh, gotcha. All right. That makes, name. Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And plus, you're buying domain names and stuff. It may be a, more available when it comes to a Q versus a C. Gotcha. That's right. I understand. All right. So explain what EcoCube is. Yeah, so uh, EcoCube is a line of products. Uh, the ones that you guys have in the office, I'll start with the very first one. It's a desktop aquarium that uses uh, plants like green onions and basil to filter the aquarium water so you never have to change the filters or the aquarium water because as the plants grow, it soaks up all the fish waste and the water actually gets cleaner and cleaner over time. Okay. The key is to get the plant to grow in the beginning. Kevin, um I just learned something. I didn't realize there were any plants that filter the water like that. Anything significant? I, you know, some of those fish, there's fish that eat it, but you're telling me some of the plants can filter it? Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So it's an aquarium and like a desktop one that you can just, you can probably put a lot of different places. And then what's the other one? Yeah. So the second one is called the EcoCube Air and it's a desktop hydroponic system. So without the fish, and more uh, more area for the plants. Right. And waters the plants for you, grows the plants for you, and uses the same plants to filter your air. So it's filtering the air, can, and the whole point is that it's an air filtration system. Exactly. Okay. Um, I mean, the plants are in there not to consume, just for the air. That's right. That's okay. Right. Okay. You can also grow herbs in it, but uh, most people have been growing decorative plants uh, that help filter the air. Okay, but there's another component to this. There is an electronic component where you can remotely control the settings on it? Yeah, that's right. So we uh, spent a lot of time building out a uh, phone application that uh, connects to the device via Bluetooth, and that will allow you to schedule out sort of what time you want the lights to turn on, when you want it to fade and act like a candle. So we specifically put in lights of a candlelight spectrum um, and actually use it as my alarm clock in the morning. Oh, that's cool. That's that's really clever. Um, Chris has been sitting here with his phone across Mm -hmm. the room controlling the fish tank because he found out this particular fish is triggered when he puts certain uh, lights on. Yeah. He's triggered and he's freaking the fish out. I don't think they designed it, Chris, for you to torture fish. I don't think that's the goal here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This is really a clever idea. It's uh, natural. I'm not um, the greenest person when it comes to saving the planet and climate change. However, I do support conservation and doing things in a more natural way because why wouldn't we? Why do you want extra product and mess and pollutants and things in the air and all of us are trying to live a little healthier and breathe a little easier so i think it's a great idea thanks doc so tell me about um the idea you got uh, how you came up with the idea for these because this is pretty unique yeah so i'll i'll give you the short version <laughs> so i've been in the aquarium industry since i was uh, 14 years old i've kept an aquarium since i was seven and then i got um sort of really enticed in this uh, 
type of uh, aquarium keeping uh, where we bred these super sensitive um, shrimp <laughs> out of all things called crystal red shrimps. And uh, they needed very specific um, water parameters where the water was super duper clean. And the only way to do that, to get the shrimp to breed was um, and propagate was to have plants grow in it. And, uh, but obviously you guys have all kept aquariums and you've all seen aquariums with a ton of algae in it. Yeah. And the reason why is because the algae easily outcompetes the plants. So what I had to do was I actually bought a carbon dioxide tank and injected carbon dioxide into the aquarium. And that's sort of the unleashing factor that gets the plants to grow faster than the algae and absorb all the nutrients. Now, these were aquarium plants that were underwater, and that allowed me to get these crystal red shrimp that were super sensitive to breed. And so you fast forward, I was in college, I went to UC San Diego here in California, and I did research at, uh, at the time, the largest aquaponic farm in the U.S. And what aquaponics is, is they were growing tilapia, and uh, lettuce and, and uh, basil and leafy greens and arugula mostly uh, above water. Now, above water, there's way more carbon dioxide. And so uh, I learned that what I was doing with the shrimp uh, breeding was called aquaponics at a larger scale. And it was such a huge uh, breakthrough for me and uh, for everyone that saw these shrimp tanks um, saw these plants grow inside shrimp tanks that uh, I really want to participate in this movement. And this was in 2011, 2012 at the peak of the you know drought here in California. Mm-hmm. And it was just so obviously the future aquaponics, 90% less water, no pesticides, no fertilizers, and uh, plants grew twice as fast in half the amount of space. That so sounds you, like magic to me. Yeah, but so, but I mean, so you started doing this and didn't even realize you were inventing something, really, right? I mean, yeah, you were just playing yeah. around. Yeah, I was playing around and I was looking at all the things that other people did to um, get these shrimp to breed. Was really what it was. So, have you done more with um, aquaponics? Yeah, absolutely. From, I mean, like so. a food standpoint. So not from a food standpoint, um, I did that, uh, I did the research at that farm in 2012 Mm -hmm. and, uh, it excited me so much that I was looking to get into food, but it didn't look like it was going to be sustainable over time just because, um, vegetables are so cheap and it costs so much to run a farm at that scale. And, um, so I took what I knew, which was aquariums and put this awesome concept of aquaponics into an aquarium, um, and packaged it with a, uh, free curriculum for parents and teachers to work with kids on it. And the idea was everyone knows what an aquarium is, but no one knows what aquaponics is. Right. So let's try to bring that into the home and classroom. So So that's the whole idea behind EcoCube. So, and we're talking with Kevin from EcoCube. Where can people find out more about EcoCube? Yeah, they can learn more at GetsEcoCube with a Q dot com. Gets, G-E-T-S? Yeah. Okay, uh, Gets. G-E-T and then E-C-O-Q-E-E dot com. Got it. Okay, and we'll tweet out a link and post it on social media for people, but it's Get EcoCube, Cube with a Q, not a C. Uh, 
interesting though you've got a lot of moving parts here so you've got yeah. the physical structure which the mm-hmm. one that is um uh, for plants not the aquarium um has looks like it has some additional piece because you got the bottom base um you've got the lights that go into it you have the electronics that power that stuff you have the app that goes in it so you can be controlled remotely you've got a remote control for it you've got all these different things that's a really big thing and and times two because you've got two different models here to try to put together how do you come up with somebody to manufacture all those parts Oh man, it was uh, one of the hardest things, and uh, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way, Doc. Um, I was fortunate enough to, like I said, I've been in the aquarium industry since I was 14 years old. It's you know 2020 in hindsight, but at the time I was just chasing what I was super interested in, which was you know the aquarium side of things. Yeah. And so when I was in San Diego, um, I applied for, I saw a job posting for a brand of aquarium LED lights that I had previously used. And I was like, wow, they're hiring. I would love to work for them. And I was at college at the time. So um, I started working for them 2012 to 2014. And, uh, they really taught me a lot and they had uh, previous contacts that they had worked with. So they put me in touch with their contacts and I sort of went to everyone I knew and asked for references. And uh, so I ended up with a list of about eight or nine potential people that would be able to help us out. And I started communicating with all of them. Um, you know, several were in the U S uh, several were in China and um and we ended up uh, choosing the one that we're working with today, uh, very fortunately. But and that just ends up with one piece, though. Then you got to, what, hook up with other companies in places like China and say, can you make this piece? And then do you have to find somebody to assemble them? Or do you, got, do you basically have one company to put the whole thing together then? Yeah, so we were lucky enough to find that one company that okay. helped us uh, reach out to all the different places because... I mean, if uh, we did it and not a, you know, sort of, a, I guess you would call them contract manufacturers sure. or vinyl assemblers uh, assemble it, it's, uh, we wouldn't get the best prices. Let's just say that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's difficult. Yeah, but I, and I've uh, imported some things from China and done some other business. It's really difficult um, to, to try to put it together. And the stuff I did was pretty simple by comparison. But you made a lot of mistakes along the way and you just learned from them. Is that is that basically it? Yeah, and and I also try to avoid as many as possible sure. before. <laughs> right, right. That also helps, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so how long has the EcoCubes, these two products, been out? So the aquarium one uh, has been out since 2015. Um, and then the uh, EcoCube Air, which is the hydroponic system, has mm-hmm. been out since 2016. Awesome. Um, we'll go ahead and post on social media and um, hopefully you do real well with them. I love the concept and I love that you've put this together. It's something so unique and so complicated. Um, I can't imagine that you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep heading down this road and see if it works out. Do you have additional models or where are you heading next? Yeah. So we're, a lot of people have been um, asking us for a larger version of the EcoCube Air. Uh, the hydroponic system to grow plants like tomatoes yeah. or something in um, places indoors. So uh, we, we've been able to make a larger model of it and we plan on shipping that November this year. It's called the grow box one. Nice. And we're, we're very, very excited about 
uh, bring the capability to, into the home of people to grow much larger plants hydroponically with much less water and twice as fast. Same benefits of aquaponics without the fish, right? I think I think that is going to be uh, your explosion point right there. I think so too. That is absolutely part of the future. I know that, like I know anything, Kevin. That I don't I don't know fully what that looks like. Um, but you can see it in the farm to table movement. People want that fresh. And think about this. Why would we go through? It doesn't matter your motivations, whether it's to make more money or you're saving the planet or whatever. Forget that for a second. Just why would we have things shipped in from around the globe if I can just grow them at home? Or if I go down to my supermarket, why would they have things that are already picked when I can just pick it right off the tree right there in the supermarket? The plant has a higher yield. And it's perfectly fresh. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, and you know exactly what goes into what you're consuming. I think right. that's the most empowering thing, right? It's like you can get better-looking tomatoes at the supermarket or the farmer's market even, but the tomatoes that you grow are always going to be the best-tasting tomatoes. Right. Well, yeah, and think, <laughs> well, and think about it across the board. You win. Everybody wins. Every issue we talk about that would touch anything like produce You win uh, from a, I want to be as environmentally um, conscious as possible for people very focused on that. I want it cheaper. I want a better product. I want to control what I eat and know what goes into it. All uh, touches all of those. You do better if it's growing right there and you pick it yourself. So I think that's huge. A great idea. What advice do you give anybody that's starting a business? Um, And obviously yours is more complicated. (laughs) You know, they're like, I got this idea for a product, but I don't know how to bring it to market. What do you tell them? Well, I was in that same place just in 2014, right? Um, I'd say, you know, you'd never know looking forward. All I did and what I still try to do every single day is just wake up and, you know, uh, set the expectation for myself to be working my tail off and set the hours. Uh, And, yeah, I I mean, I think just wake up every day and doing my very best. Just keep at it. Persistence is the key. That's right. And uh, and with the expectation that I, I will make a lot of mistakes and, and I just got to keep doing my best every day I wake up to overcome those mistakes. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, thanks for sharing your story. Again, we'll post um, links to your products and hopefully people can check them out and buy them. Uh, it's called EcoCube. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. EcoCube. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.